Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cryptoland is supposedly the world's first physical crypto island. It's been hailed as a crypto enthusiast's wildest fantasy, as a paradise free from government oversight and designed for a, quote, first-class crypto lifestyle. But just how accurate is the hype around Cryptoland? This week, we are returning to that sandy beach dreamland and re-airing our episode describing one attempt at building a crypto society. And at the end of this episode, we'll have an update about the current state of Cryptoland. Here's the show. Do you want to be part of the world's first physical crypto island? Cryptoland is the first crypto-themed place on Earth. It's a physical representation of the blooming crypto culture that's thriving online. A near-irresistible combo of legal and financial incentives, great weather, and a critical mass of cryptocurrency gurus. People shifting to a digital nomad lifestyle, and this is just the beginning. And so the question then becomes, what are the best places to go? I think it's a part of the mentality is that we're going to go live on Crypto Island, and we're going to be powerful, and then, you know, the folks who happen to live there will just work for us. This is Vice News Reports, and I'm your host, Ariel Zermros. Hey, Edward, so first off, could you just introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Edward Anguesto Jr. I'm a staff writer with uh, Motherboard, where I write about tech, where I write about labor, and write about crypto. And I've been getting sucked into some of the more fever dreamish type of projects that have been circulating in the space. So what you got? So I want to show you this really bad shit video that I uh, that's been making the rounds online. Basically, an animated guide of this island that's going to be the beating heart of the crypto economy in the next few years, apparently. I, I don't know why, but I feel like nervous watching this. I'm going to click play. Hi, my name is Christopher. I'm an investor. Furthermore, I'm a cryptomaniac. So there's basically a lot of animation that looks like Pixar animation. There's yes. a dude, white dude. No matter where I am, I always ask if I can pay in cryptocurrency, even knowing that I can't. Just so I can explain what cryptos are for the gazillionth time. He's wearing a Bitcoin-themed shirt. And he's on a helicopter. I'm on my way to Cryptoland, the number one crypto destination on Earth where crypto enthusiasts, or cryptolanders like we're called here, can meet with like-minded individuals in real life. And he's flying to Cryptoland. Something was telling me that this wasn't just another hyped white paper, but truly a step forward to a crypto revolution. And there it is. He just got off the helicopter and... He's hugging. Is he hugging a Bitcoin? Sir, 
Wellcoin to Cryptoland, the hodlers of last resort. And now the talking Bitcoin is giving him a tour of the island. When we get to the blockchain hills, you're going to understand what I meant by a first-class crypto lifestyle, man. They're talking about a crypto lifestyle, which I don't even know what that means. You can find out. It's a good one, apparently. Hey, Martin, please get us a car, would you? Yes, sir. What they promise on the island is, you know, luxurious home, a mansion of swords. Sir, the Lambo's ready. What? Lamborghinis that will drive you around all over the place. Create an account. Deposit your money. Lock it up. Become rich. Involve family and friends. <laughs> this is like the Disneyland of cryptos. A lot of Bitcoin-themed food. What does that even mean? What is Bitcoin-themed food? <laughs> yeah, they have pizzas that reference, like, phrases in Bitcoin history. For startups, I would suggest the 10K Bitcoin pizza. Really just, like, a lot of in-jokes and, and, and an exclusive manner, essentially. When you watch it, it's not clear if it's satire or real. I don't want to leave. But, you know, this video, it's not satire. It's a real proposal by a group of people who believe that they're going to make this crypto utopia, that they're going to make a society for crypto lovers. You know, this is something that crypto people have been obsessed with creating since the start of Bitcoin, essentially. And so they're trying to make the next big crypto project, something akin to a board Ape Yacht Club, you know, billions of dollars behind it, NFTs that people can have. Uh, a chance to buy, but they want this whole island vision to exist in the real world. You know, Connie, I think I'm falling in love with this place. It's so peaceful. Creators of this project, they're pitching this vision of crypto land with a video. And this is how it works. You know, people will fall in love with the idea. They'll buy the NFTs, and that money will allow them to build this island paradise so that people with the NFTs can one day visit and live there. Can you see it? Who couldn't? It's magical. Some people see this video and they get hyped about it, right? They want to live here. They want this to happen. And then some people are really skeptical about whether Cryptoland will ever exist, about whether it should exist. So I first found out about Cryptoland and the video, uh, their sort of promotional video uh, from a friend of mine. You know, they were like, look at this ridiculous video. One person asking questions about Cryptoland is Molly White. I'm Molly White. Uh, I'm a software engineer. Shortly after I saw the video, I came across this Twitter thread by Molly where she was trying to follow the doubts that she had about the project when she first saw the video. It was so surreal and it was so difficult to distinguish from parody that I ended up coming back to it. And she runs a blog documenting cryptocurrencies, NFTs, and related projects and their failures. That I call Web3 is going just great. Uh, which is sort of a sarcastic uh, timeline of events that are happening in these Web3 technologies, you know, NFTs and DAOs and cryptocurrencies. and All of which sort of is starting to be referred to as Web3. Molly basically fact-checks crypto-related projects. Um, and just sort of showing people that, like, you know, underneath all this marketing speak and all this shiny chrome that people are putting on this, you know, future of the web, it's really not going so great. <laughs> so... Why would Molly want to fact-check crypto-related projects? What's the logic there? 
The main idea or premise behind crypto is that there should be ways for us to be able to do financial transactions without needing middlemen. It's an attempt by people to say, we would like to do a lot of the things that finance lets us do without having to deal with financial institutions and without having to deal with governments. How do we do that? But the really concerning stuff and the stuff that tends to get a lot of attention is the stuff that, you know, if this was regulated, if this was, you know, as involved in everyone's lives as banks, you know, governments are, probably would not be allowed to happen because of the risk. At least to me, it feels like the space is like particularly designed to allow for that kind of exploitation. A lot of its power is that it's not well understood. Do you want to be part of the world's first physical crypto island? Here's how. Cryptoland is an international hub for the community to come live, work, and have fun and enjoy a first-class crypto lifestyle. A private so island. back to Molly's doubts about this project. I was getting a lot of people asking, is this real? Are they actually going to create this island? Where are they going to put people? What are they going to do with waste? So take the infrastructure. Are there designs for the energy system? How are people supposed to live there? I was like, those are great questions. And so I, I was like, luckily, there's this infrastructure plan right here. Unfortunately, Cryptoland has published some pretty detailed looking plans on their website. And so I started reading through it. And again, as I started reading through it, I started seeing all these, you know, concerning um, parts of them. What she discovered over time is that none of this is actually tangible. The founders are a Spanish duo named Max Oliver. We were fantasizing about what a place had to have in order to be the coolest place that could ever exist. And Helena Lopez. Now we can finally say that Cryptoland exists. It exists in digital form, but it exists nonetheless. They'd uh, previously made movies together. They created an event to recognize YouTubers. And then they got into cryptocurrencies and Cryptoland was born. This is it. We want to devote our lives to this project, no matter what it takes. They say that they couldn't get their message across with uh, PDFs or architectural plans. So they, that's why they went with this animated video. You have to see it rather than read it. Like the Lambos, the BitConnect scam memorial, the CryptoKitties. Things that we know that people will get it if they see it. The film had to be awesome but very accurate at the same time because we must be sure we can deliver. Next in the thread, Molly talks about how these Cryptoland plans talk about being eco-friendly. There's all these promises of sustainability. We were searching for the perfect place to host an eco-friendly crypto paradise. They wanted to make sure that it was you know, built with all these sustainable materials and it was not going to be a, a detriment to the environment. We had to be certain Cryptoland could be built properly. So we went on a journey to discover rare and inspiring places that have seamlessly blend with the environment. But then in their master plan, they're talking about cutting down mangroves to make space for this beach. They talked about how they were going to uh, use diesel generators to power this little tiny island, which apparently is going to have like cryptocurrency mining rigs on it. It's not an eco-friendly idea. In the video, they talked about how everyone was going to drive around these little tiny islands in Lamborghinis. And in the PDF, they talk about, well, it's actually going to be buggy roads and they're going to have electric golf carts, effectively. Uh, not Lamborghinis. So does this island actually exist? Like, do they own an island, like, in the physical world? It does exist, which brings us to another major issue that Molly pointed out in the thread. The founders of Cryptoland, Max and Helena, 
do not own this island. It's this little island in Fiji. It's like right barely off the coast of Fiji. They've sculpted out an island. They really like the island, but they don't own it. And no one connected to this project owns it. It's still for sale. It's like some person's private island, but it's been up for sale for a long time for like $12 million. I tried to talk to Cryptoland before publishing an article about this whole situation, but didn't get a reply. Uh, After I published, I got a Twitter message saying that my article cited, quote, absurd and feeble arguments, and that they would have liked to comment. So I asked them to clarify and correct anything that was incorrect, but they never responded. And they haven't responded to multiple attempts to contact them for this podcast. And as for Molly, you know, after she tweets all of this, some fans of the project go after her for spreading, you know, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, you know, what they refer to as FUD. Uh, and so they double down on their faith that Cryptoland is, you know, definitely going to happen. The founders go into defense mode. They start accusing Molly of trying to sabotage the project, and they even send her a cease and desist. We we got a wave of hate. And um, it was originated by a Twitter thread by a girl called Molly. So they have a Ask Me Anything session on Discord where they try to answer questions raised by Molly's critique from some of their more skeptical followers. Um, One fan asks about the casino from the video, and he says, you know, he loves to play online poker. And if he's going to live in Cryptoland, is he going to be able to gamble there? Turns out it's not legal to have casinos in Fiji. You know, it turns out that They didn't know it when they made the video, but gambling is illegal in Fiji. So that, you know, raised a lot of questions because the animation sort of prominently features this big casino, effectively. There was such an impressive discrepancy between what they were promising, what they were doing, and what they sort of intended to do in in reality. A lot of their defense boils down to this is just a dream right now. You know, the project had previously tweeted about how this is a real island that you can own a piece of and that they didn't own the island, but it was reserved through a purchase agreement. But now Max and Helena said basically, you know, the video is a meme that people are taking too seriously. This is a vision. This is a dream. And what we're doing is um, onboarding people that want to see this happen. We're not going to harm anyone. Okay, so if people, the people that don't like Cryptoland, they're free to not come. So this is why the current plan calls for diesel power, they say, even though they ultimately do want to run on solar power. Now, this is why they can't outline their plans for waste disposal on the island. It's just that too early a phase right now. This to us is like asking you, um, how are you going to manage waste on your wedding? It's, uh, uh, to be honest, the, the short answer is, who cares? We care, but it's, uh, not, no, but who a, cares it's not a question now? for now. And so they acknowledge buying a plot in Cryptoland is a risky investment right now. You know, they say they've only sold one parcel so far. And in response to criticism that they're trying to sell land on the island that they don't own, Max alludes to a contract with protections for buyers, but doesn't explain what they are. Not everybody is as um, comfortable entering projects early, right? Uh, many people didn't feel comfortable entering on Bitcoin when uh, when it was at $500, which is where we bought. So um, this is the same. We are not putting a gun on your head yeah. to give us your money. So what's the problem with that? I don't understand. I think all of this makes sense on some level, right? This is a big vision, you know, and they're pitching people on it because they need to raise money to achieve it. You know, but it's all these details. You know, the fact that they don't own the island, 
know, the fact that they don't know how waste is going to work, how food is going to work, how other critical services are going to work, you know, that makes people draw comparisons to fire festival it's a trauma um the, the, uh, most people have a trauma with the fire festival everything on earth can be a fire fe every yeah, project every on project earth can be a fire festival it, fire festival means a failure so we don't need to use the fire festival word anymore we can say um, honestly i think the founders genuinely believed that all of this was going to happen you know and they painted a rosier picture of where they were at than the reality of what was going on but I do think that Cryptoland is a good case study because it's not the only project like this, right? You know, the dream of a crypto society is almost as old as Bitcoin itself. And this is a fantasy that can tell us a lot about the future of finance, uh, the future of the web, you know, the future of what we might eventually call, you know, colonialism 3.0. After the break, who dreams of a crypto paradise? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, Edward, everything you just described from that Cryptoland video that came out last November seems so pie in the sky, like a total fantasy. You know, buying a private island for people who have the same extremely volatile investment. And yet, this isn't the only project like this, right? Like, crypto enthusiasts have been big on trying to create some kind of gathering place for years now. Yeah, the same week that this video made the rounds in the internet, another project announced itself called Satoshi Island. Live in the first true society built around an entirely decentralized financial system and blockchain-based democracy. It's much more self-serious. They want to make it like into a startup village for crypto investors and crypto entrepreneurs. Anyone can own a piece of the island through the availability of an NFT collection made up of 2,100 uniquely identified blocks of land. You can also buy land NFTs. You can buy citizenship there. What's driving this fantasy of a crypto utopia? I think this crypto paradise thing, you know, there's a there's a bit of a libertarian streak in crypto world where, you know, people are interested in carving out their own space. Part of it is a response to all the backlash and criticism and negative attention that this technology elicits. And part of it is because some people truly do believe you know, they need to break away so that they can get a chance to do it right, so that they can create a good incubator for crypto, so that they can create a good society around crypto or with crypto. Crypto millionaires are flocking to Puerto Rico. There have been attempts to, you know, like turn 
islands like Puerto Rico, for example, into uh, havens for crypto investors. That's because if you spend at least half the year on the island, you're free of taxes on capital gains. What a deal. You don't have to pay capital gains taxes. You don't have to pay income taxes. You don't have to pay um, you know, any additional fees on your crypto. Last year, applications for these tax breaks nearly tripled. More than 1,200 people specifically went for that capital gains tax break. I mean, there's always an attempt to dress it up as something very sophisticated and intellectual and forward-looking, but at the end of the day, it usually just comes down to uh, you have a lot of money in crypto, come here so you can you know, keep it safe. Come here so you can avoid regulation, avoid having yeah. to pay taxes, and you can amass more wealth. Yeah, and play with it, you know. It seems a... Uh... Seems like a rather simple idea, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, it is, I think, which is why I think there's a lot of energy and effort put into complicating it. You mentioned that Cryptoland had their sites set on a private island, but it seems like some of these other projects are visions for places like that that like already exist, that where people already live, right? You, you mentioned Puerto Rico, for instance. Are they still being discussed like they're a blank slate? That's a good point that you raised. This settler colonial mindset runs through all of it. I mean, a lot of these projects talk about like settling land, even if people already live there, right? Or they envision themselves as doing some sort of like final frontier, frontiersman, um, you know, bit. None of these projects are going to go create Crypto Island on like Martha's Vineyard, right? What they're usually advocating for to do is come in, Try a bunch of unproven, untested methods of organizing a group of people. Try to ensure that they all live in line with a technology that is not widely used, scaled, or organized in the way that they think it might be. It's mainly just used for transactions online and trading digital goods and, and pictures, right? It's not calibrated for an actual society and the idea that you can just plop in a place and experiment on people uh, is a deeply sort of colonial mindset, right? The idea that you know, this new place will be a laboratory for us to figure out the ideal way to live um, and to make the land useful. Most likely happens is they fail. They waste a lot of people's money, they waste a lot of people's time, and they waste a lot of resources um, to do something that can't be done. You come away with a bunch of people who bought in thinking that it was their golden ticket, not being able to make any of that money back, you are left with a place that they're probably not going to fix up if they do try to make some community and instead just abandon. And you're left with the fact that they've used resources to create a bunch of now useless digital tokens and artifacts that were supposed to furnish life in this community. So are we supposed to just kind of look the other way while they like tinker and try to get it right, but in the meantime, continue to mess up and each time they're incurring a massive environmental debt. I don't think there's any reason to do that. Back to Cryptoland for a second. Who is buying into this? Like, have people actually bought these NFTs that were supposed to get them access to the mansions and, and all of that? No one's really bought into this, right? I think people like the idea of it within the community, but you know, some of these NFTs for land costs like upwards of a million dollars. Who is spending a million dollars on something that doesn't exist yet? I mean, there are a lot of people that are doing it. There was there was still an interest in there. They, they were able to build a community. They were able to get some like a core support in their Discord channels 
and some support online, right? But not enough for people to come and say, I'm going to put up thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars into this project. So given all of that, do you think Cryptoland is ever going to happen? No, <laughs> not, a, not the slightest chance. But I think this raises an interesting, interesting question. And like, I think it's hard to imagine that someday someone with enough money doesn't successfully create some sort of community for people who are invested in crypto. If, you know, mm. the bubble never bursts again, and if, you know, they figure out ways to attract people to move there and build it and actually like, you know, not be a scam. Uh, but then the question is like, will anyone care? Like, would anyone join that community? I don't think so. I don't think we like are going to see anytime soon a real viable community where people are going there because of crypto, using exclusively crypto, developing exclusively crypto based technologies or ways of living. Oh, Okay. See, I was going to say, I actually do think that people would move there. But what you're describing is a community that works, whereas I think people will go there and it will not work. Yeah. I, you know, we could have fire Festival. We could have like a long series of fire Festivals for the next decade. You know, I'm sure that's going to happen. Edward, I think this conversation was really useful for me personally because like, yeah, I've read a ton about cryptocurrency. But I think this was the first time that I fully grasped the idea of like, Oh, right. This is like the gold rush. Like this is people's attempt to get in on something that maybe through generations, they, they didn't accumulate maybe like a bunch of wealth. Um, this feels accessible. This feels like something that they can get in on on the ground floor and help build up and therefore be higher up than everybody else in a few years, right? Like, this is this is the opportunity. And um, I think I hadn't quite formulated that in my mind before talking to you. So thank you. Yeah, you know, I think, I think you're right. I think you're completely right on that. You know, the gold rush was people got in early, people who are already rich. You know, those are the people who got most of the money, most of the wealth. And then everyone else is chasing the chance to have their luck, their connections, their success, right? But you can't. And that just further enriches everyone who got there early. And that's what's happening with crypto now. Yeah, exactly. Vice News Reports reached out to Cryptoland repeatedly for comment before publishing this episode. Uh, they did not respond. Since this episode aired in March, Molly's reporting helped spark closer scrutiny of the project. And now... It appears to have been killed. The project's founders weren't able to raise enough money to actually buy the island, so it was put back on the market. And the YouTube video that helped launch the campaign has been taken down. The founders have gone silent on social media, but the island's Twitter account? It's still active, retweeting Elon Musk and the like, and promising to let the dream of a crypto society never truly die. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. 
Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Vice News Reports is produced by Sophie Kazis and Jen Kinney. Our senior producers are Ashley Cleek, Adiza Egan, Sam Greenspan, and Stephanie Kariuki. Our associate producers are Steph Brown, Sam Egan, and Adriana Rodriguez. Sound design and music composition by Steve Bone, Pran Bandy, Natasha Jacobs, and Kyle Murdoch. Our executive producer and the VP of Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. Janet Lee is senior production manager for Vice Audio. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasolka. Our theme music is by Steve Bone. I'm Ariel Zemros. I say this all the time, but I still mean it. It would be great if you took the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people find the show. Vice News Reports drops every Thursday, so be sure to check back in next week. 